Welcome to the first episode of the SBS Sports Talk Show, hosted by yours truly, Michael Rockless, and my co-host, Mike Popper. We are third-year commerce students at the University of Virginia, presenting this podcast for the first time. Um, We're very excited to add this element to our club, the Sports Business Society, which we will get into later. As always, listen to this podcast at 1.5 times speed. Hit it! All right, so we're going to introduce to you guys our first segment. It is called the read option. So everything, every week, we're going to have something that we've read. May not be current news, it may be old news, but something interesting that we're going to uh, discuss and talk about. Let you guys know about it. Maybe you want to read that article yourself. Uh, So, Mike, what do you have for us this week? So my article is Blake Bortles quote. I don't know if it can get any worse than that, referring to being benched. Uh, Blake, I, I know that there's a couple things that could be worse. Uh, you could be on your couch doing nothing. You could be cut. Uh, and in my opinion, being paid uh, $5 million a year to do nothing uh, as a backup quarterback sounds pretty good. So if you want to switch places with me, I'd love it. Yeah, do you think Blake Bortles wins the starting job? I personally think at this point he's kind of a foregone conclusion. I have Allen Robinson on one of my fantasy teams. I know no one wants to hear about anyone else's fantasy team, but I'm kind of rooting for Chad Henney, as like scary as that sounds, because Blake Bortles just has kind of been really awful for ever since you know fantasy started him a couple of years ago. Uh, so what do you think? Is he is he get the job there? I think uh, I think he loses the job by the beginning of the season. He is. He's great in garbage time, but you know, as a head coach, I don't think Doug Marone wants to be in garbage time. Um, and and Bortles just doesn't excel on, on a first team basis. I'm not saying Chad Henney does, but I think he gives them a better chance to win uh, and prove himself when Bortles just obviously hasn't over the last four years. Yeah, and that's your your boy Tom Coughlin there. Uh, kind of dug himself a little bit deeper than he thought. That was obviously his team uh, when they first expanded there so we'll see if the Jaguars can put together uh, a respectable season something they haven't done um, in probably 10 years since 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 my boy Coughlin left well David Garrard was there for a little bit but uh, nothing nothing too respectable I think they played the Patriots in the playoffs once um, so that's like kind of something of respect kind of cool in that regard Um, but they they really have some issues and it's kind of a team that has some periphery talent on defense and wide receivers uh, Leonard Fournette, obviously, the first-round pick. So, you know, you'd like to see a team. I mean, that's kind of a, a division no one really cares about, the AFC South. Um, you'd like to see the Jaguars maybe be better, but I, I'd i like to think with the quarterbacks that they have, and obviously they're not even thinking about Colin Kaepernick despite the guy wearing the custom jersey there. Um, I, they're, they're a bottom-five team. I don't know. It's I mean, kind of a classic Jaguars I, tradition by this at this point. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I completely agree that they're not thinking about Cap. Um Owner Shad Khan came out, I think yesterday or today, and, and said that he's completely open to signing Kaepernick. Um, and three starters in one room. I, I think I think that would uh, that would prove to be a good signing in my opinion. Cap kind of fits the position that they're in, uh, gives them a serviceable quarterback who can put up reputable numbers. Um, but I do want to focus or, or talk a little bit about how Shad Khan has started to turn around the, the Jaguars organization. Um, provide kind of a stable element that they need. So, so shout out to Shad Khan. Yeah, I, I don't. Me if, you listen, if you're listening, Shad. Yeah, uh, good job. I don't know how um, respectable and dependable five wins a year are. Uh, that's kind of their ceiling right now. But you know who Mike is in Florida right now, and I think would be a great fit to be the Jags' quarterback. 
Playing in Florida right now. He's playing a pro sport in Florida. I'm leading Tim you Tebow. On. Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow. Yeah, sign Tim Tebow to the Jags. Maybe, he's, he's a gamer. He's a baller. He won ten games once with a good defense. Sounds familiar. Yeah, got a better <laughs> running game um, than they have there now. So we'll see if if that's uh, what they want to do. Michael, you got you got a read for me? Yeah, mine's probably not as interesting, but uh, my one of my favorite websites is The Ringer. And a couple weeks ago, there was an article by Nate Hubbard, who is technically an intern at The Ringer, which is very. Uh, interesting considering his background because you know former you think of an intern you think of people like us college students um, you know have really no credentials to really be working and kind of when you get paid it's like okay someone I know and gave me a job and they're gonna pay me that's nice but this guy Nate Hubbard former CEO of Ticketmaster um, and he was also the head of global commerce at Twitter and he wrote about the end of season tickets so I thought that was an interesting read for those interested in more of the business side of sports Mike your family big-time season ticket holders for the New York Giants Um, so I don't know what are your thoughts on on Nate Hubbard's opinion someone who's got some insight I mean I I tend to agree especially with the movement especially in the NFL towards uh, PSLs being sold um, it's it's pricing out the the average fan, and I, I know at MetLife, uh, season tickets are hard to come by with with the amount of money you got to pay and you got to fork up to get seats that that you're going to enjoy the game from. Um, and Poppers have seven of those of those seats. Recently acquired four more, <laughs> but um, you know it, it, the average fan is just getting priced out, and that and you can see it in the atmosphere in MetLife. It's it's not the kind of you know animated energetic atmosphere you get at a, a, a more fan suited f- friendly ownership um and, and that definitely takes away from from the atmosphere that i feel at metlife uh and you can see it it's a lot of pompous people that don't stand up on third down who doesn't stand up on third down giants fans they're lame um yeah so i i tend to agree with you they uh you know this this whole ticket thing it's a pretty interesting business you're someone who was there kind of before this all happened um going to giants games your whole life up in new jersey um so if you're interested in more of the business side of sports um that would be a good read um if you're listening to this you're probably part of our club so that would probably something that suits you so give that a read it's a couple weeks old i'm still on their website though of course so yeah now we're going to transition into our next segment it's a fitting name it's called drop the money it's going to be something we're going to just give you something maybe a little bit outside the sports realm uh, that we're going to come to you with every week. This week, we're going to keep it simple. It's our first podcast. We're going to talk to you about our club, the Sports Business Society, that we are just getting started up here. We're very, very excited about. Uh, we have some uh, first meeting coming up um, this week, and then we will be taking it from there. We have some great things between so you got some guest speakers. We have people really uh, supporting us, and hopefully we're going to do some great things. So, Mike, anything you want to throw in there about our club, some of the things we're doing? Yeah, I'd like to highlight um, something you did. It was conferences that we might be able to send you guys to. Um, famous one, MIT Sloan, uh, UNC. There's an NBA uh, analytics conference. So these are pretty much conferences where you're going to go, you're going to get a case study, or you're going to get a problem. Uh, and you're going to try and develop some sort of analytical solution uh, to, to a sports business problem. Um, and so keep keep uh, your, eye, your eyes and ears open for that. Uh, upcoming in the next semester or two yeah and be sure to check out our website um maybe by the time this airs maybe the day after that so maybe you want to wait give it like 24 hours since you listen to this but we should be getting our revamped website um coming up shortly we got a couple posts on there hopefully we have a couple more um by the time we really get things cranking around so definitely check that out um because that's going to be some great stuff for us and great for our club members great for us so we're excited all right so transitioning into our first big topic of the day it's 
it's August. It's August 26th right now. Um, and, and we just spent a couple hours watching um, a preseason NFL game. We watched the uh, the Chiefs and the Seahawks. Personally, I'm thrilled by everything. I saw a little Russell Wilson play. I saw Patty Mahomes for the Chiefs come in. Exciting. Um, yeah, it's exciting. You know, I, I'm a guy. Um, I love my football. I'm a 15-hour-a-week guy when it comes to football. Um, so I've been watching, you know, the Eagles while the starters are in, um, for those of you that don't know, that's my favorite team. Um, you will know that if you listen, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, you will shortly, um, and probably be annoyed with me about that, uh, as we go along. But Mike, you have any, uh, big preseason takeaways? Uh, does the preseason need to be shortened? That's my big takeaway. Takeaway. Okay. Well, Uh, you know, they, um, they, now they keep the rosters a little bit bigger, but no one even plays that fourth preseason game, and so I don't even know who you're evaluating. If exactly. No one, yeah. The starters at that point are, are tuned up. They're ready to go. The, the rosters are pretty much set, and you can see now just the long list of injuries that have occurred in this extended preseason training camp period. In my eyes, it, it doesn't seem necessary. Um, I don't know about Roger Goodell's eyes, uh, but... <laughs> the goat, right? The goat. Mike's Mike's. You'll come to learn is a big fan of Roger Goodell. Yeah. Um, let that influence your opinion. But uh, anything you've taken away so far? Yeah, I I think it's been good. I've been pretty uh, happy. Of course, it's the preseason, so I mean, you got to be like a real football degenerate, um, like I am, to watch anything more than the Eagles. And even me, I've kind of only watched when the Eagles have their starters in. Um, but it's kind of interesting. Like the Eagles played, you know, Carson Wentz played a series the first game, played terribly the second game, and then uh, diced up that Dolphins defense um, Thursday night. But and you know what? I, I, I like to think that the preseason matters, mostly because the Eagles are like consistent preseason champions, two and one this year. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, I think we could we could do a look into seeing if it actually matters. It really, we probably know the answer to that. That, it, that it's, a, it's a pretty strong it, no. It's a pretty strong no, but you know, we'll see. Like the Giants, they have, according to Mike, they haven't scored an offensive touchdown, yeah. and they they played the Browns. So let that hey, speak for Browns itself. Defense, there. The Browns defense is revamped. It is um, revamped. I would I would like to say Sashi that, Brown. that our our first preseason game. We did not play our starters. Uh, Eli Manning didn't play. Odell didn't play. Brandon Marshall didn't play. Um, Mike, that doesn't help. He's won two Super Bowls. Um, but second, the second uh, second game was a, a little tough to watch, um, yeah. especially with, with the, the dirty hit. <laughs> Greg Williams has, has instituted his dirty ways into the Browns organization, which, you know, I was a Browns fan before, they, before, before this happened. <laughs> Who isn't and, a Browns fan? I'm a Browns fan. Thank you, God. Uh, Paul Nate Podesta, Sashi Brown. We have Carson Wentz. God bless you. Thank you. But I was appalled. <laughs> I almost threw up the food that I was eating. Um, at a nice restaurant. But at a nice restaurant, yeah. Mike was there when it happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Browns are on my on my short list of hated teams. Not short list, long list. I, I'd like to see the Browns succeed. I think the preseason's just super tough. Um, you know, we're, we're sitting here. We're coming up with things to talk about. And quite frankly... Um, when the preseason's number one on that list, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, there are things you can take away. Uh, some bad news tonight uh, with Spencer Ware and, more importantly, Julian Edelman um, getting injured. It just kind of stinks to see that. Tannehill wasn't even in a preseason game. Yeah. Came out for the year, but honestly, that might make things a little bit more exciting. We get we get 16 more games of Jay Cutler that we might have been robbed at, and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so so we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to bide time until uh, September 7th. I've had that one marked on my calendar since whenever the schedule came out. And then obviously September 10th is, 
game day and September 11th, um, not only, you know, it's Victory Sunday, so. Victory, we, victory, victory Monday. Victory Monday. Victory Monday. Mike doesn't really yeah. know what time. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we, I'm already thinking ahead. We have a test that Monday, but. Uh, Are you serious? We, we do, yeah. It's oh. a counting test. What's oh, up, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but, but Victory Monday, I'll be rocking the Eagles jersey. I already told one of my professors that she will shortly find out that um, Mondays, will she'll I'll be wearing the same clothes, basically. You heard it here first. Week. Lock yeah. it in. Lock it in. Mark Se- it on your calendars. September 11th, Victory September Monday. September 11th, so-called Victory Monday. You'll all get the, the rub it in Mike's face that uh, he's wrong. No, I, I don't think so. I think we're pretty good this year. You guys hear more about that. All right, so pivoting um, now, we're going to talk about the Kyrie Irving trade. And interestingly enough, this this would have been great to talk about um, when the trade happened. A lot of interesting things going down between all the dynamics between two teams in the Eastern Conference that are uh, the two best teams, and, and they're making moves. One team for the long term, one team, obviously, the Cavs, trying to keep LeBron um, and you know trying to win while they have LeBron while looking towards the future as well. But then tonight, we get this really interesting wrinkle that maybe the Cavs are going to look for extra compensation or just void the trade which would be just very hilarious to see that kind of crack down on the Celtics what do you think is going to happen with this Mike? that that all, that all uh stems from IT's bad hit by the way yeah. um if you guys didn't know that but I assume you do so I think that when it happened the Cavs robbed the Celtics there there is no besides the, the marginal increase in defense you get from Kyrie Irving there is no statistical measure that Kyrie played better than IT last year. Yeah, but, um, but I, 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 I got to stop you there, though, because Kyrie's done something that I would say there's a handful of players in the NBA have done, and that's played at the highest stage at the highest level. He went toe-to-toe. He was better than Steph Curry um, the year that they won the finals. Obviously, last year is a mismatch would, all the way around. So I, I just think I mean, having I that think kind that, of player. I don't player, think that Isaiah Thomas hasn't shown that. He put up 53 points on, on the Wizards in, in, a, in a key victory. Um, don't remind me. Yeah, I, I am going to remind you because it's not like Isaiah Thomas hasn't shown up in games where he's needed to show up. Yeah. And playing with LeBron James is always going to make, is only going to make him better. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I, I mean, I know, I know it's not Kyrie's fault. He had probably mo- off, most awful lineup in the league when he was playing, but it wasn't like he did anything special when when he was on his own. Yeah, I that he was a young player, hadn't matured yet, and and that's obviously why he he wanted to get the trade so that we he could see what he could do on his own. But to give up that, to give up IT, okay, it's fine. But to give up Jay Crowder, a solid defensive piece and a good offensive option, as well as arguably one of the most coveted picks in the league right now that they wouldn't give up for Paul George just doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, and, and that's why I give I give the Cavs this, the, the winner in this deal. Yeah, I've always kind of been skeptical of Kyrie. Um, not the biggest, um, like, particular fan of the Wizards, but that is my hometown team, really the only hometown team that I like. But I've always been like a big, oh, John Wall, I'm in the John Wall camp ahead of Kyrie. And I'd always point back to, got got a couple statistics that always help. Pre-LeBron, the Cavaliers stunk. Three first-round picks, he was one of them. But our two two first overall picks while he was there. Um, and then, you know, when LeBron was off the court, they were abysmally a bad team. So I've always been in the pro-John uh, Wall camp, and I've always been mega anti-IT like I, I like the Wizards that was obviously a rivalry this year um the biggest rivalry the Wizards have been in in my life just tells you how sad um that of an existence it is for a team like that um so I was big time anti-IT uh, my friends that are Celtics fans definitely know that and it's funny because the second he got traded to Cleveland I'm like oh you know what I kind of like IT now I'm like in Cleveland like this guy with LeBron like yeah. I, they're going to the, they're losing the Warriors no matter what um, but they're still going to the finals. So I thought it was an interesting move. Um, one thing I've talked about with some of my 
uh, friends that like the Celtics who, you know, I think the general excitement among Boston people are pretty happy. I think Kyrie is a very exciting player to add to your team is that at this point with the core of Hayward and you got to like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, um, they still, as of now, have that Lakers Kings pick if they don't have to give that one up um, for this IT injury. Um, they, they might be at a point now where they're just trying to wait out the Warriors because, you know, LeBron's going west, it looks like, and, and the Warriors, you know, as great as they are, um, a lot of these teams that form like that, they don't last forever. So I think if you could wait like three years and have those guys, the Tatums and the Browns develop, uh, then that could be the Celtics' plan. But like that's just what doesn't make much sense to me is because Kyrie is only on a two-year deal. So but they think they can extend him. You're, so you're going to have Hayward, Brown's going to be up for extension in, what, four Rest- years? Restricted three or four years, yeah. Tatum's going to be around the same time. Mm-hmm, one year behind. Horford is still on a max contract. But I think Horford was a four-year deal. So Horford, right, by so the Horford- time... But by the time they're trying to beat the Warriors and the Warriors have, have had their run, like Curry's in his 30s and Thompson's older and all these guys are, are older... Um, and maybe Durant will have moved on. Who knows? Livingston Iguodala obviously will have been aged out right, by then. Horford might be off the books, and you're going to have a team with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and uh, President Stevens where you can kind of recruit a, maybe a, a third or fourth piece. But it's like you're banking on Kyrie piece. resigning. But they but they feel confident about that, I, which I don't know why don't know he wouldn't that, re-resign. I don't know if you can be confident. as He, he just opted, He just requested a trade off a championship team. But that's a LeBron. I think that was a LeBron-dictated thing. I I think they the trade, but they thought they were going to resist with another star. Well, we'll see. I think Gordon Hayward's a much different kind of star, and right now this is kind of really... I was very skeptical of the Kyrie uh, demand for a trade because I just thought it was funny. Uh, he's a Duke guy, so we, we can bash on him here. But uh, he he's like, oh, I want to be my own guy um, and be the best player, so let me go to the Spurs. Well, it's like, well, bro, you got to be on a team with a system, and you're really not even close to the best player on that team either. But Boston, which I just completely crossed off the list because they're the, the Cavs contender. Why would you trade them there? Because that's your long-term and short-term competition. Um, but that's kind of the best of both worlds. You get IT out of there. Um, Gordon Hayward's an off-the-ball, one of the most efficient off-the-ball players in the league. Horford, same way, great coach. Now it's kind of like, oh, Kyrie can be the guy, um, and it can also be a really good team. I thought that was a great fit for him. I don't know. Uh, and, and also with the young guys they have in the pipeline, I don't know why that would change. So I, I'd like it for the Celtics kind of regardless. But I do think, we, we discussed this earlier, it would be maybe the most the funniest thing ever if, if, had to if, if they avoided the trade and all these uh, Boston fans. Um, and I, I, I'm a Boston fan for one sport, um, so I like don't totally fit in this camp. But like sometimes these Boston sports fans, between the Patriots and the Celtics, all the success unbearable. they've had, yeah, you're you're a New York, yeah, you're a Connecticut guy. Um, it, they can be pretty unbearable. So seeing them just kind of like get all excited about Kyrie just for that like Jenga tower to fall, pick up, uh, pick up the ashes yeah. of their IT jerseys, yeah, exactly, them back together, yeah, exactly, like it, yeah, which that whole thing, I know that was a little bit overblown. It may have been one, yeah, one yeah. person did it, but but yeah, no, the, it was guys, just, the guy tweeted at ESPN yeah. barstool, yeah, like get me on, get me on, get me on the, get me famous, yeah, because I'm wanted. being you know a bad you know bad guy. I don't exactly. want to curse on here, but but. uh but no, I, I thought, you know, if they have to re-embrace IT, who they all love. I think every Celtics fan out there was more on the camp of like, oh, we love what this guy did for us. He was such a jolt. We, you know, worked out great relationship with, with him in the city uh, while he was there. But now after you get all excited for Kyrie, who legitimately you sh- the Celtics fans should be excited for, um, to kind of have that come down. I just I think that would be like really funny. Like, I think it's going to be, the other thing is going to be the Stevens slash Ainge relationship with IT. It's, it's gone right now. It's yeah. shattered. IT has come out and said that he's, he's felt betrayed. No by, respect. And no respect. And, and, and just welcome him back into the Celtics organization with open arms. They're like, it's not really going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be some, 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 
tension there, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But as of right now, the deal's still yeah. on, right? Yeah, I, I think they their probably best option is look for a little bit extra compensation. Yeah. I don't know what form that would come in, maybe an extra pick. Um, we'll see what they do um, in the bad. next couple coming days. But, yeah, I think for Cleveland, like, the whole time, the Celtics were, like, the best, like, objective option. Obviously, you have to factor in your competition. But they're, like, objectively, this was an unbelievable trade package for them. I think the other ones that they really kind of were out there were kind of like a Josh Jackson and Bledsoe. But that was, they were the, uh, yeah, and and the the Suns were really reluctant to do that. So to get IT, a, a coveted pick, the Nets may not be as bad as, as um, they've been in the past, so but but bad. plus Jay Crowder, who's going to fit really well with LeBron. Right, Jay Crowder is exactly what right. You so need. so if you can get like if you're a Cleveland, like what what do you care? LeBron's leaving probably regardless. So you get one year out of it. I don't know if they can get that. I don't know the medicals, but you get one year out of it. Plus you get Jay Crowder and you get this pick, and it's kind yeah, of the Rose. best of all worlds. You're still better than the Celtics while you have LeBron James because LeBron James you have LeBron. Will be in the finals. Yeah, so. right. So I don't know what. Really, they're uh, unless they think they just can't get anything out of it this year. Um, I think they're still probably the best deal for them out there. I don't know what there's nothing else that was too appetizing. No. I mean, you had the Nuggets in there. The Knicks aren't giving up Porzingis, obviously. So you kind of get you get your finals run this year. Dan Gilbert, you get to go go back. You get to lose to the Warriors for the third time in four years, but you get to do that. Um, and then uh, and then LeBron leaves regardless. So. I thought it was a good deal for them. Uh, hopefully, okay. hopefully it goes through. I'd kind of like to see the shakeup, but at so the same time, it's pretty it's pretty funny to, right. if the if they somehow avoid it. That'd be like kind of an ultra NBA thing where we Cap make this the yeah off season where we we just have yeah. all of these moves coming in, and then at the end, um, you know, this big trade that was really unexpected. Like, yeah, you know what? No, we're we we're not doing this anymore. Happened happened from first report of of, of a deal to. To like of a deal being in the works to a deal being done was like an hour and like thirty minutes. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah that's kind I was, of the I was, off, I was off Reddit for like an hour, two hours, <laughs> and I'd come back and the blockbuster deal I've been trade. I was kind yeah. of pissed, but yeah, that's that's why you got to be on Twitter. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. So so that'll um, do it for that, and we're just gonna transition and kind of give you guys a preview of what our show is gonna look like. Um, more like as the football season starts, we'll probably have another episode out um, before the football season because. Uh, we have a couple of weeks before that happens, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, one of the things we're excited about doing, I call it my all 267. I pick every year, probably the Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe even the, the day of the season starts, go through all games. There's 267 games in NFL season, 16 times 16 regular season plus the 11 postseason. Pick every single game. I pick them all. I come out with my standings because you can't, here's the thing. I Here's one thing I've always said. You can't give me a record. If I said, Mike, what's the Jaguars record going to be this year? I don't. I don't care what the, he. He got to go game by game. He got to go game by game because you could tell me, oh, they're gonna win five games, and you look at their schedule and like, oh, they're playing really good teams. Like I need to drop them to three. So I pick every game. I eliminate that problem, um, and so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna I, both. I've, I've been nicely invited by Michael yeah. to, to partake in this, this tradition. Is, this is a tradition. Um, I'm very wrong every year too. By the way, I, I can't wait to see see just how wrong. Yeah. Uh, a certain team's going to have more games of winning than most people will have. I'm, I'm going to guess. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to do an all – we call it the all 267 every single game. Um, and we're, we're going to have our predictions out um, before the season starts. 
and then every week we are going to review how stupid we are because we are bound to make, I mean, uh, let's see, I, I don't know any specific games, but maybe one week I'm feeling like the uh, the 49ers, they got to win a game. They're not going 0-16, so maybe I'll have them beating, um, let's call it the Giants for a game because they play them this year. Well, yeah. So so yeah, so maybe I'll throw that in there. Um, Kyle Shanahan, for whatever reason, figures it out that game. Um, so those are kind of the, you know, we'll be looking in, because you got to pick games. You know, you can't pick the Patriots go 16-0. You can't pick the Jets go 0-16. So you got you got to be bold somewhere. So we'll be able to bash each other on those and follow that progress throughout the course of the season um and yeah and what's what's the other topic that we were excited about uh probably my favorite topic because it was my idea but um <laughs> is our favorite week 17 game uh throughout the season so basically what we're gonna be doing there is we're each gonna highlight one game uh in in week 17 that we think will end up being the most important um we're just gonna kind of track the progress see what kind of you know how 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 that how that choice is going to change throughout the year, um, based yeah. on our essentially based on on each game that that's played, right, yeah, and all two sixty seven. So it's going to be um, a week by week thing, but I can tell you right now which game is going to be my my go to. I'm gonna. I know it's got to be the Eagles. Eagles hosting Dallas week seventeen. Watch out! I, well, you I'm know, I don't go, know. I don't, go I don't with, know about Dallas that much this year. I I'm going to go with the, the Washington Redskins playing. Yeah, playing of course you're right. Of course, week seventeen. We we need to expand our um our football talk outside of the. I know a lot of people just because like we're those one of those four teams is on primetime every single week, if, especially if they're playing each other. So we do need to focus on expanding um our football talk outside of that. But at the same time, we do want to acknowledge that. Those are the four. Like that's the best division. So it, it, easily, the best easily. Division. So yeah, you'll get a lot of Patriots. You'll get a lot of those four guys. You'll get um, the go Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, um, you'll get him. Russell I Wilson. Had to slide we, that we, one in there. Yeah, no, I can't go without saying it. Um, you'll, you guys will hate me for that, but you'll know why too eventually. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll get some of the highlights in there. We'll always be happy to talk about you know the bad teams. Um, but yeah, you'll get a lot more of that as our predictions come out as the season gets started. Um, which you know, just that thought is very very. Exciting exciting because uh it's gonna be a big year as always so so we're looking season. forward to that um so look out for that one thing i do want to mention to all of our listeners um i don't know how many we're gonna have hopefully a lot um uh, but yeah please rate us comments we will talk about what you guys want to talk about ask us questions uh the drop the mic segment you guys can we want dictate that. that we want that one to be up to you yeah guys, so. so i and and you know the thing is we're starting this podcast we're honest with ourselves we we want feedback things not working you don't like it we're talking too much about this not enough about this let us know um and we're going to tailor that to the fans also to our future club members uh we'd like to get you guys on here too if you have any good sports opinions um we can focus a segment around you guys so just another way to get involved with the sports business society uh which is going to be a lot of fun this semester we're, we're really excited very, we're really excited and we, we uh again hope to see you this wednesday uh next wednesday august 30th correct this wednesday yep this that's wednesday, right uh, well i'm looking at the clock it's uh four days from now so we're gonna days. we got that email blasted out uh format wasn't the best uh nothing we can do about that RIP, one but yeah <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah we're gonna get some good announcements out there and uh hopefully we see you guys then all right all right thanks for listening Sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 football